As we are going through the, the Advent season, we, we're taking a look at some of the different ways uh, that, that Christ imparts his love to us, uh, the different ways uh, that the gift uh, that God gave us uh, of Jesus Christ, the, the way he says that he came to save the world, the demonstration of his love for the world, that, of what that means for us. And, and in, in that, we're, we're hoping to remind ourselves what Christmas is, is really about. We, we can get so wrapped up in the, in the rat race. And I'm sure most of you are, are there right now. You got office parties and, and uh, kids going this way and that way and family coming in and Christmas cards that got to get out and, and pot, well, there's just numerous things that start going on. And if, if we're not careful, Christmas becomes this season of, of hustle and bustle instead of uh, the, the things that that, were, that the story tells us it brings. Do you remember the announcement that the angels made to the shepherds? I bring you glad tidings of great joy. Glad, great joy, peace on earth, goodwill to men. Those are the, those are the things that, that, uh, that God sent us through Christ. It's not Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's not... Uh, trips to the mall. It's not the Christmas tree. I mean, we, we have those same things in our family. We, we, got a, we finally got to the Christmas tree place last week, got our Christmas tree, after, had to go through the whole thing and getting where it would stand up straight and all that. Then it's taken us, it sat empty, naked in our, in our room until I finally, Friday afternoon, put the lights on after uh, so I'm not in trouble anymore, but uh, we've got to go through all those things in, in our family too, and then you start going down the list, oh, what are we doing for Christmas presents? If we're going to get them to the cousins in Colorado, we've got to get them mailed now. We, we find ourselves right where everyone else is during this time. What we're going to talk about this, this morning is really sort of the opposite of that, the opposite of hustle and bustle the opposite of the busy, the opposite of the worry, the opposite of, of all the things that we get caught up in, which is really one of the, the premier gifts that God brings us through Christ, is the word peace. Peace. And peace is one of those words that we, we, we get, it, it, it's, it seems like an impossible ideal. An impossible ideal. We, we pray for peace. Many of you marched for peace at some point in your life. That you're you're about that age. <laughs> you're, you're actually you're too old for even that, aren't you? <laughs> I was I wasn't talking to you, Caroline. That what are we supposed to have peace? How do we have peace? And, and then we talk about peace on earth, and a lot of, them are, a lot of us are thinking, man, I, just, I could go for just some peace at home for a little bit. Forget about peace on earth. I, I, I'd like to just be able to sleep through a night without waking up worried. I'd like to be able to just come home sometime without, without a, escalating into a fight over who didn't do what or who was supposed to do what. I'd like to be able to, to go to work sometime without, 
without feeling like I, I'm not living up to expectations, without feeling like people are talking about me behind my back. I, we, we, peace is something that we, we, we understand what it means, but we have no concept of how it might be imparted in our lives. And if, if, if we, re, I mean, peace is, is something that, that is attributed to the presence of Christ over and over and over. You can start in Isaiah, the prophecy announcing that the Messiah is going to come unto you. A, a, son is, a child is given unto you, a son is born. And upon him will rest all the power of the government, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. Jesus, before he was crucified that night, before he was rested, as he's sitting talking to his disciples, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. I want you to have my peace. I give you my peace, and I don't give as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Wouldn't, wouldn't you love to have a day of not letting your hearts be troubled? I mean, how, how, I could just go on and on about the, the many ways we find to trouble our hearts. We, we have numerous ways to do that. And, and, and if we don't have something, we'll create something because we love to have that that tension inside of us. I want to I talk to you about peace in two different ways uh, this morning. I want to talk to you about the, uh, the idea of peace being free of conflict and, and, and talking about that in a corporate sense. And then I want to talk to you about peace as far as the inner quiet or the inner calm of, of our hearts and minds. And I think they fit together. I think you can't have the corporate peace without personal peace. That's what leads us to that. But first of all, we wanna, I, I just want to get you to be thinking over, over this time. We're, we are very fortunate here. We, we live in a, in a place where, where we don't have to worry about bombs going off overnight. We, we, our kids don't have to watch their classroom size shrink if they can even get to class because families are, are being kidnapped or, or shot or killed in, in bombing raids. We're, we're, we're fortunate that, that we're, we have medicine and hospitals and doctors so that things like Infections and AIDS and malaria don't ravage through our villages and wipe out whole, whole towns. We're, we're fortunate in that, but you know what? We have to realize that we are fortunate in that, and just because we don't experience it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. There are people all over the world today that will never know what it means to go to sleep without the, shot, the sound of gunfire. That'll never know what it means to, to not have to fear for your life each and every day. We're fortunate. They're not. We should be, we should be, we, we need to have compassion for that. We need to be moved by that. We need to find ways that we can address that. And part of why I want to bring this up is just 
you know, we've done, can we all agree the economy's not where we want it to be, but we're still better off than 90% of the world? Let's stop whining about the, the situation we're in. Okay, our portfolios have shrunk. Our, our, our advancement possibilities may have been put on pause, but do you know what? You are still wealthier than, than the majority of the world. Part of, part of the Christian idea, part of what Christmas is about is getting us out of our own, our own pro and, and looking, about, looking about the world. Peace on earth. Peace on earth. We, we have responsibility there. We're, I'm going to get to the personal thing in just a minute, but, you know, it's not just an ideal. And yeah, there's always going to be battles and stuff, but, but peace is something that we can strive for. It's, it's, it's what we need to teach. It's what we need to hope for. It's what we need to hold our leaders accountable for. It needs to be how we govern in our families, and it needs to be how we govern in the world. It needs to reflect in the way we vote, and it needs to reflect in the way we live. Peace isn't just some hopeful carrot in the sky that can't come true. Peace is a way that we can live with one another without, without the conflict. Yes, it's impossible by human standards, but as, God, as uh, the angel told Mary, with God, all things are possible. There is nothing that is beyond his reach. The problem is we, we, tend to, we, we worry too much on our own and we don't put it in his hands. That being said, I, wanna, I don't think corporate peace happens at all until we get to a place where we can have inner peace. I, I, don't, I don't think the way you change a world is by changing individuals in that world. The way we start to, to be infectious in our, in our love, in our joy, in our peace, in the hope, it's, it's when it starts registering within us, and then it starts to be contagious out in the world. So if we're going to make a difference in the world, it, it needs to begin right here. It needs to begin right here. And, and as I said earlier, I, we're experts at not having peace. Um, and I, I, can just, I, don't, I don't need notes for this or anything because I, I, I run this loop all the time. The, the, the conversation you have in your head of all the things that are undone, of all the ways that you should have gotten, should have, would have, could have, might have, the, the loop of, of the disappointment and, and, and the things that uh, others are projecting on you as if we need it because we have enough of our own stuff going on. The worries about family and friends, the, the, the conversations we have about our, our kids and our, our relatives that are going through tough times, the, the worry that we have for, for the people we're watching uh, that are going to the hospital and, and not getting out, or the ones that go to the doctor and get the bad report, all the stuff that goes on, it, it just doesn't stop. I, I don't know if you can relate to that or not. If you wake up in the night, if, if you even get to sleep in the first place, with all the worry, you know, that's not peace. <laughs> we, 
that, that is, that's worry. That's anxiety. And yes, it's normal, but guess what? God does abnormal things in a supernatural way for normal people. It's not the life we're intended to live. It's not the thing we're supposed to be here. Wouldn't it be great? What would you give for a clear conscience, for a quiet mind, to be able to just sit and enjoy? Have you been seeing the moon the last couple of nights? Just be able to sit and enjoy the peace of, of, of creation. Just be able to sit and enjoy the, the company of your spouse without running through a list of all the things he should have, would have, could have, should have done. Peace. How do we get there? Well, let's, let's take a look at a, a passage. This is from uh, Paul. It's in Philippians. It's chapter 4, verse 7, 6 and 7. And I know as I'm reading this, some of you go, well, you guys, will you give up on the worry thing? I know I'm not going to give up on it because it's the worst thing that we do. And we've been talking about it several times over, and we're going to continue into it because it's what we do. Do not worry about anything, okay? We talked before, worrying as being the chicken pecking around the yard instead of, instead of trusting that God can take care of us. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Okay, then. Then you will experience God's peace. Okay? You say, how is that going to happen? I don't get it. His peace is which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. He says, quit worrying. What we have to do is we have to retrain our thought process. We have to, we have to get the record to jump to a, a new section. I know I'm in a crowd where they understand what records are. When I'm talking later, a lot of, what is a record? I don't skip it to a new track on a CD, but uh, we, we've got to get that recording to jump to an, a new place. We get so wrapped up in that conversation. We get so wrapped up in that that it's, it's almost automatic. And there's triggers within our families. There's, there's triggers that we have with other people. You know, you, you start talking about one thing and something gets it and automatically you're right back over here. And so there's those, there's those loops that we get caught in. We've, we've got to learn how to reprogram the way we think. We've got, to, we've got to learn how to reprogram the way that, that conversation. And what Paul says is the best way to do that is through a conversation with God. It's through talking with God. That's what prayer is about. Prayer is not, it does not have to be where we're knelt down. Prayer does not have to be where, we're, where we're, um, our eyes are closed, in, uh, knelt by the bed, whatever. Prayer is a conversation with God that goes on over and over. And, and once we start having the, the worry, the anxiety, he says, quit talking to yourself, because that's what worrying is. It's this loop that we play over and over. Quit talking to yourself and talk to God. 
Because what, what good does this do? All, I, it just makes you crazy. <laughs> this doesn't do anything. We just run it around and around and around and around and it takes us nowhere. But with God, all things are possible. With God, he knows what's best for us and he wants what's best for us, what is good, acceptable, and perfect for our lives. With God, who demonstrated his love for us through his son, and if God is for us, then who could be against us? God, who says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in me. So when that conversation starts, we just, we take it, we kick it up a level. Can I speak to your manager, please? Okay. And he says, tell them what you need. Don't lie. Don't try to holyize it. Don't try to put, you know, sparkly five-syllable religious words on it. Just tell them what you need. Be honest. I really would like to get a good night's sleep tonight. Can you at least put the pause button on until tomorrow morning? Can you help me to focus on something besides this problem? I know you care about this person. I care about them too. I can't get, I am so worried about it, but tonight I'm going to leave it in your hands and I'm going to trust that you're going to do what I need. Whatever it is, just be honest with him and tell him what it is you need. Now, are we free to ask God everything? The answer is absolutely yes. Does God always give us everything we ask for? No. But you know what? We don't have to have that. We don't have to worry about that filter, especially when we're in times of need. He says, come to me just like you do to a, just like a kid does with their parent. Come to me and ask anything you want of me. And I'm still going to love you. And sometimes the answer is going to be no, or sometimes I'm going to redirect you a bit. I'm going to hear you, and I'm going to receive your request. So don't be afraid of, of, of filtering it. Just let him know what you need. Pray. Talk. That's this God that we've been talking it's a personal God. That's what the whole Christmas thing is about, that God didn't remain distant up in the heavens, that he came and became one of us. Emmanuel, the song we sang at the beginning, that means God with us in human form. That he didn't want a distance, that he wants us to know that he understands. He wants us to know that he's been through it and that he can get us through it. And I, I can't explain it, because, and it says in the scripture we can't, we can't understand it, but there is a way that God is able to minister through our prayers, through our turning things over to him, through us not trying to fix it ourselves, but relying on him, which is ultimately what the Christian life is all about, is learning that we, we don't do good on our own, that we need to be following him. And when we make that effort, when we make that turn, when we try to skip to that track, he says, then God will give you his peace. A peace that passes all understanding. It makes no sense to the world makes no sense to us, but it's, a, it's real nonetheless. And he says that peace will guard your hearts and minds as you try to, to follow 
the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. It's, it's a gift he gives. It's a present to us. And a lot of us are buying presents that create more noise. Video games, iPods, all that. We, we create more. He wants to give you the gift that shuts it down. Where you can just know that you're okay. I, mean, I see this over and over, and, and it's, it's what I pray for. When I hear about somebody that, that loses a, a family member, when I learn about somebody that is going that has been diagnosed with cancer, or somebody that the first thing I pray for them is for peace. Because that's the most precious gift that you can have. When, when, the li- when your life is crumbling, that peace, that, that inner sense that things are going to be okay. And it doesn't make sense. How can things be okay when you're watching, when you're watching your spouse die? How can things be okay when, when you're your finances are leaking out and, and you don't know how you're going to pay the bills next month. How, how do you have peace when, when you, you and your spouse just keep fighting over this? I mean, it doesn't make sense. But that's why it's a God thing. It doesn't make sense that he loves us in the first place. It doesn't make sense that he'd put up with us. It doesn't make sense that he'd sacrifice himself for a bunch of people that, that could care less about him, that make him a hobby. It doesn't make sense, but it's who God is. It's what he does. And you know what? When we, can, we, when we can get to a place where we can trust in that, that's when that starts going out from us, and that's when we start affecting the systems and the organizations around us. But you know where it starts? It starts here. It starts here. I don't usually do this, and, and I'm not doing it to, but I, I know from the prayer chain, and I know from just conversations and listening, there's lots of people going through difficult times right now, that, that there are, there's lots of that stuff running around, marital stuff, family stuff, and then we're about to get into a season that just expands that exponentially when you invite in-laws and family and multiple generations into to come into this closed space and let's have fun Christmas time. We're just asking for trouble with that. But this morning, if, if you, and you don't need to tell us what it's for and no one is going to try to figure it out, and if they are, they're just trying to avoid the problem they have. But if you have something that you would like to, there's something in your heart that, that you need to change the track, that you need a quietness, a calmness, that things are going to be okay. We're going to pray in just a moment, and as, I'm, as we begin the prayer, I'm just going to give an invitation that if you, want to, if you want to acknowledge that, that you just stand where you are. And as we pray, that you just uh, receive. And you don't have to stand if you don't want to, but it's a, it's a good way to demonstrate within your own spirit of what, what God wants. And no one's going to be looking. Their heads are going to be bowed. But it's just a way to demonstrate in your own, to put physically what we hope for spiritually. So why don't you bow with me? And if, if you have something, it, 
you can, you can stand in your place. If you just want to stand in your heart, you can do that as well. But just as a way to say, God, I, I, I need to start a new path. I need a new voice. Lord, there are so many of us that we just, we long for the quietness of a content heart. It just gets away from us sometimes and and we, it's not that we're trying to do something bad, it's not that we're trying to be disobedient, it's just we, we care so much about these things. These people, these, these events, they're, they're so important to us that, that we think that we, we have to work harder to make them better. But part of what we're missing, God, in that is that we're forgetting that there is absolutely no one in all of the creation that loves more than you do. We cannot name a situation or a person that we love anywhere close to the love that you have for them. Would you help us to, to switch the conversation, to turn to you when we have need? Would you, would you give us that reminder? Would you help us to trust you a little more, God? And we just want to receive that peace, that peace that passes all understanding. And for those this morning that are gathered here, for those that are going through a difficult time, Lord, I just pour, I, I pray that you would pour out your peace on them. In the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the pain, in the, in the midst of the darkness, that some way they might know that you're with them, that you love them, that things will, that you're able to bring things together for good, that you're never going to leave them or forsake them, that they never have to be alone, that even if they don't understand that you have a plan. God, if we can give that Christmas present this morning, then that's a wonderful thing. You told your followers, my peace I give you. So don't let your hearts be troubled. And God, that's our prayer this morning, that we might be able to receive that. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. As we, uh, as we close the...